Hey, welcome to a very special episode of Yay Dude. And by that, I mean, I don't think we cuss in this one. Maybe. Pretty sure we limit our naughty words. This is a very special episode, also in the sense that there is a lot of discussion about alcohol and alcohol abuse. Be sure to talk about this one with your parent or your grandparent or your teacher or a trusted adult afterwards. So, just like they would do in the 90s, here's your disclaimer. Oh, one other thing. I mentioned that I watched this episode on YouTube. I'm going to tell you right now, you should pay for your television programming. You can find Hey Dude on Amazon or iTunes or stream it on Paramount+. Plus. This particular episode is not available for download, but it is available streaming. We're not sure why, but I can tell you the version I watched on YouTube is not great. You'll hear more about that. Anyway, thanks for listening. I have to figure out how to put this because I'm going to have to do it on YouTube. So give me a second and then we can probably start the pod. It was so grainy and it was backwards. So when I was reading um, Hey Dude Reviewed mm-hmm. today about this episode, it was on the DVD version he had. It was uploaded from VHS. It included, like, it seems like it was this uh, YouTube I one. I saw that. That's what I thought it might have been, too. I read his little thing. The one on Paramount was great. Oh, good. You will have to be the one to... Talk about any finer details. Yes, absolutely. You want to start the pod? Yes. Howdy, partner. <laughs> are we doing this? Are we starting howdy, partner? <laughs> I don't think I can. That doesn't feel good. No. Uh, should we try it again? But or or was that it? Was that our one go for this episode? That was our intro. Hey, welcome, welcome, <laughs> partner. Oh, that wasn't uh, horrible. It was, though. Yeah. It feels bad in your own mouth. I think it feels worse to say than it feels to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, like Merlin. Merlin. Ooh. Yeah. It it feels horrible. Wow. Um, But it's lovely to hear. It's okay to hear. I, I don't really feel one way or the other about hearing it. Oh, so uh, this week we have to start it off with a corrections trough. Wait, first we need to say welcome to Yay Dude. It's a Hey oh. Dude rewatch podcast and I'm T and you're Jess. <laughs> Hello, T. <laughs> Hello, Jess. <laughs> hey Dude was a television program. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can be honest with ourselves that if somebody is listening to this right now, they know what Hey Dude is. Or they were on Hey Dude. Yeah, I think you're mainly mainly correct about that. <laughs> um, we are not the shoe brand, and we don't think that we are Mark Zuckerberg. Ugh. And also, I'm not an imposter. I literally got on Facebook just so I could co-host the page, and I'm not a scam. I also wanted to learn where the killer whales were. It drives me crazy, like all the. All the dumb, horrible stuff, I should say, in case we want to make this one a family-friendly one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very special episode. Uh, but that they came for us. 
Like we're, take us down, get us off the social media. We're the ones causing the problem, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's just the massive amounts of um, money we're bringing in. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Like Zuck probably got jealous. I'm sure. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to be so popular and rich. It's really rough. Uh, That said, what you may not know dear listener is that our our hey dude fan page was removed from facebook it was if you didn't catch the implication Mm -hmm. if you didn't catch that at the end of our last episode we're here to tell you again we got too close to figuring out where joe torres is and they shut us down in the metaverse oh we're still on instagram so that's okay yeah for now for now. Yeah, we've been um I haven't been posting as many screenshots from the show because I don't know, does Facebook think that's proprietary? This proprietary. Wrong. What is the tea you have? It's called Relax. There's quite a bit of anise in it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> best tea ever besides you (laughs) okay so jess we have a couple of uh trafferings today okay we must go to the corrections trough and bathe ourselves ask forgiveness do you know what they both are i know what one of them is i think they're both your transgressions but I will help you out. Thank you. I <laughs> I need help. I didn't catch one of them. Um, and then, all right, let me see. Okay. So we got an email at our email address, which is yaydudecast at gmail.com mm-hmm. from friend of the show, friend in my real life, Steve. And he tells us, you called it a Star Trek salute? Oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. And I know this. I grew up with a father who is a Star Trek nerd. And it is the Vulcan salute. It is a Vulcan salute. Clearly. Oh, and geez. my brain just was not accessing that information in the moment. And I am sorry, Trekkers. If you, you can't see it, but Jess is currently bathing herself in the trough waters. She's pouring it all over her head right now. Mm -hmm. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. And, and, you know, apologies on my part that um, I didn't catch that. You know, I could have I could have been a little bit more tuned in on the on the Trek lore and and stopped you and edit or Mm -hmm. at least edited it out. Jess, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So sorry. I made you look like a fool. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate your attention to this matter. And I appreciate that you're listening. That's fun. (laughs) Yeah, it was nice to meet you in Chicago, what, like 10 years ago? Yeah, and also at our wedding, which was nine years ago. Today. Boy, happy anniversary. Thank you. To Steve on our friendship. (laughs) (laughs) Epic Dude Ranch wedding. It was an Epic Dude Ranch wedding. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That I was just looking at pictures of that recently. We were on, that was the last time we were on horses together. I know, until soon. Until soon. Mm-hmm. 
We weren't on the horse together. We were near each other. No, we were on separate horses. <laughs> for, for my wedding, I rode a horse with you. It was the morning of our wedding, though, wasn't it? I think so. We saw a moose. We did see a moose. It was a baby moose. It was wonderful. Which was cool because the rest of the crew went off and they saw a wolf. Ugh. Like three wolves. But we got to see a moose. I didn't remember hearing about the wolves. Because they tried not to tell me. They were keeping it a secret from me because they didn't want me to be upset that I didn't see a wolf. Oh, man. Still never seen a wolf. Well, we'll go find one in Arizona. I don't think so. Mm. It's not the same as a coyote, Jess. There are also. I don't think we're going to see one. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be quite lucky. Or unlucky. Yeah. Yeah. So that was correction number one. Yeah. And there's another one that I'm also really ashamed about. Yes. The Lou Albano Cindy Lopper situation. I really did go ahead and just skim the Wikipedia page about mm-hmm. Captain Lou. And I read that they had a fight. I did not realize that it was a literal in the ring fight and not the end of their friendship. <laughs> okay. The and I I will help you out on this one because Yeah, what actually happened? I don't know, it's super interesting and there is a vulture article about it. Mm-hmm. It's actually a book excerpt from June 25th, 2021. It's by John Worthing. It's called The Meat Cute that made WrestleMania, how a ponderous wrestler and a pop star from Queens formed an unlikely friendship that started it all. And I read it like a week ago, so I don't remember any of it. But I do know that the reason he was in Girls Just Want to Have Fun, the music video, that's not how they met each other. They met on an airplane coming back from Puerto Rico, I think. And her manager was a big wrestling fan and went up to him. And, um, like, that started the friendship. Anyway, she was not yet a star. Obviously, this is pre-Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And he was in his 50s, and he needed, like, a, it says a final act, right? I guess this is around the time that he was going to go from wrestler to, to manager. So they hit it off on this flight. Pro wrestling wasn't, at that point, like, what we think of it now, where it's, like, a worldwide, right? It's everywhere. I guess it was more regional. And um, this little friendship and then the feud they had that you called a real fight that was really an act was what really kind of apparently got WrestleMania really going. And then they did their charity work and stuff after. But I guess it was this drama that they concocted between the two of them that took him from being a heel to being like... A hero because uh i guess he like stood up for her or something i might have to go back and re-record myself telling a little bit more information about this because it's a very long article but anyway honestly i pulled up that article and it was too long it's and I super was just long. like no i don't i i'm back on my adderall but i do not have the attention span for this yeah and i don't think that they actually fought each other i think she had a proxy fighting for her yeah, that's what I remember. She, They chose to fight by proxy, mm-hmm. and they each had a female wrestler mm-hmm. fight in the ring on their behalf. Yes, that is. But then she had her happened. purse of doom, I think it was called. 
oh my gosh, you're right. And then I just realized I, well, I, well, I read these Dogman comics with my son and I mm-hmm. said that's who they're paying homage to with the one of the ladies is always beating people up with her purse. Oh, that's I so love funny. It. They did not fight, fight. In fact, I'm sure and until his death, they were closest of friends. Sounds yeah. like. Yeah. I think she wrote a little foreword in his, in a book about him or mm. that he wrote. Nice. Like, like. Anyway, so Cindy Lauper, responsible for a lot of the explosion of wrestling in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Anyway, those are your corrections. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to Corrections Trough. We'll see you later. <laughs> Shall we should we talk a little bit about this episode? Yeah, you want to talk about this VSE? As... This VSE? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think this one actually needed to have the little disclaimer or thing? I didn't watch to the end. Was there a thing at the end that was like, if you or someone you know has a problem with alcohol? You know, I didn't check, but... A quick little scroll them over. Looks like no, they did not have such a thing. At least in the versions that we got to watch. Yeah. Yeah, this was uh, written by Judy Spencer. It aired on June 15th, 1990. And the synopsis goes a little something like this. Okay. Melody's brother visits the ranch. Melody learns her brother has an alcohol problem. And that's a pretty good synopsis. Sounds like they asked the fans who were in fourth grade to write that synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just real quick, uh, this brother character, Billy, was played by a man named Keith Grummet, Grumet, G-R-U-M-E-T. And he went on to become a recurring character in 93 episodes of a what I think was a soap opera <laughs> called Loving. Have you ever heard of Loving? Mm-mm. Me neither. Um, it aired from 1983 to 1995, and he was on it from 92 to 94. That's a um, really long time for me to have not heard of the show. Right? I've heard of all of the shows. Yeah. And I've seen like 91% of them. I pulled up the IMDb for it. Loving takes place in the fictional town of Corinth, Pennsylvania, centering around the lives of wealthy of the wealthy Alden family. Love and betrayal, along with the struggle for power, become the focus of this long-running drama. Hmm. I had not heard it. Heard about that. Yeah. And until recently, uh, Keith was the owner of Acting Out Westfield, and he also was an executive producer on a 2018 movie called Crutches. Well, there you go. He kind of stayed in the biz then. I like to call it the biz. Yeah, it's a good thing to do. ABC ran Loving. Was it a was it a daytime soap opera? Do you know? Trying to find out. It was a 30-minute show. Hmm. It was an established and successful ABC daytime soap opera. Hmm. I don't know that one. Okay. Well, good for him. I was wondering if this was very confusing for Melody because her former love interest, Bill, mm-hmm. has the same name as her brother, Bill, slash yeah. Billy. 
and they I don't just, look altogether not the same. They don't look that different. Mm-hmm. And it was a weird. I would think that would be weird to be dating somebody with the same name as my brother. Can't yeah, do it. Can. Can't do it. Nope. Anyway, sorry about it. Sorry about it. <laughs> Did we say what this one's called? This one's called Melody's Brother. Yeah. And it's by Judy Spencer, as you said. When we open, it's Buddy and Mr. Ernst. Yeah. And Buddy is a little helper bee in this quest to do a plumbing. And Why does Mr. Ernst always think he can do things like plumbing? He can't. No. Stop He's it. never never been able to yet. What's What do you think has changed, Mr. Ernst? Yeah. He um, asks for a doohickey. He asks for doohickey and um, it's not the right one. And his little helper bee is sick of this business. Mm-hmm. He's sick of Mr. Ernst and he's sick of being treated like a kid. And mm-hmm. he wants to move in with the boys. Does he yeah. say that here? Yeah. Yeah. He wants to move in with Jake and Danny. Mm-hmm. And I thought he already moved in with them. Well, that is exactly what happened, is Judy Spencer wrote uh, the episode a couple of episodes ago, and they must have been filmed out of order. That's what I'm wondering, too. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down mm-hmm. because they, she did. We were so curious why Buddy was sleeping in there with those fellas. And yeah, so it's a little bit of a spoiler for this one. We know he's going to get the opportunity to go sleep in there with mm-hmm. Jake and Danny, which would be a, a way more rad place to live than with Mr. Ernst. Yeah, right? Yeah. Who wouldn't want it? I wrote this my notes. I wrote, why wouldn't a preteen want to live with cool teens? Right? Mr. Ernst, Uh, why is this a question? Why do you not understand? uh, But also, you said preteen, and in this episode, we learned that he is 13 years old. He is aged two years in one summer. (laughs) Which is just wild. It's really impressive. (laughs) Maybe Um, he had maybe he had two birthday parties, and so then he just thinks that he aged two years because they had like get a lot taller. So much taller. He looks a lot more than eleven now. So you know, maybe you just go with how your face looks. Yeah, and I think I am going to identify as what thirty five. I'm going to identify as a little child with bug bites on my eye. It's not a place you want to put cortisone. No, I thought about it and I chose not to. I've done it before, but you got to be careful about it. Yeah. All right. Well, for the listener at home, I got a bug bite on my eyelid. Or two, actually, I think. It's swelling up pretty nice. (laughs) Oh, man. I've had my this eye swell shut so many times from bug bites. I get really... I always react really strongly to books. Hmm. Hmm. Always have. Uh, Jess, after the credits. Yeah. Um, Melody's really excited that her brother is coming. And everybody's so annoyed with her about it. I know. Like, let her have some enjoyment here. What the heck? And and also, though, the girls have on their cool bolo ties again. Ugh. At least Brad does. I don't, it's really grainy. Does Melody? Yeah, they both are wearing them. I was watching with my boyfriend who pointed out that these bolo ties are being worn incorrectly and they are supposed to be under the collar. Yeah. Not loose like that. Totally. It's a tie. Yeah. 
Yeah, but the, they're wearing them like necklaces. Yeah. So then Buddy comes in. He's all wet. Right? Yeah, he's wearing his rude dog shirt and he's covered <laughs> in wet toilet water. Gross. <laughs> and announces that he's moving in with the, the boys, even though the boys are disgusting. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Is this where, does Mr. Ernst come in pretty soon and ask for paper towels to dry himself off? Yeah. Why paper towels? Yeah, he comes walking in (laughs) and thinks paper towels are going to solve this situation. He's soaked. Why not ask for a regular towel? I thought that was very silly. Very fun. Very fun. Very fun and (laughs) silly and fun. So I watched this episode with my boyfriend at a Papa's Pizza Parlor <laughs> um, in the early afternoon. So um, it was very, it was a weird episode to watch. <laughs> and in a pizza parlor, it was, it was one of the weirdest days. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Shall we resume the episode? <laughs> Let's resume the episode. And also, I don't need to watch this one at the pace that it was on my phone because they slowed it down. It was already oh. kind of a slow episode. Yeah. And then it slowed probably. it down. So I'm happy to just move at your pace on this one. Okay. And I'll just jump in with some thoughts. Sounds good. So while Melody's going to find some paper towels, uh, <laughs> her brother <laughs> walks in the door and she he is called tweety bird by him oh i thought he said sweetie no tweety tweety and tweety bird that it makes me less uncomfortable yeah no sweetie is gross yeah it is that's what i thought and i wrote it down yeah. and i was like oh that's an odd choice he brings her a rock which is actually part of the Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. I meant to look up how many pieces of that thing are floating around out there. I got one for my dad a decade ago. Did you really? Did they like certify them. <laughs> All right, I'm googling this. In Berlin uh at the tourist shops, genuine piece of wall. According to the director of a government think tank in Germany, only 650 pieces are known to exist out of an estimated 88,000 original panels. That doesn't seem right. No, that is not. What? But what? I mean, well, then what happened to him? All right. Well, I'll bring it to the trough next week. That would be great. The thing that I just read is talking about 88,000 original panels doesn't say pieces. That would make sense to me that there's like 650 panels left, but there's probably a bunch of little chunks out there. So many little chunks. There's gotta be, right? Yeah. Also, you could just take a rock from Berlin and be like, well, Mm -hmm. this probably was on the wall. Yeah. So. Okay, well, yeah, he gives her one. Yeah. You can just buy them on Amazon. Can you really? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so they go off together and she's given him a tour of, do do you know that before this moment that the lake had a name? No, it's like Benjamin, yeah? Yeah. Do you think Mr. Ernst named it after himself? Mm -hmm. I do. So they are by the lake and he's 
telling her about his fiance Allison, saying that everything's just fine. And spoiler alert. They're not actually fiance yet. Oh. Because Melody will be the first to know when they decide right. to get married. His girlfriend. Girlfriend Allison. And then they dance. But spoiler alert, she's not okay. No, she's not okay. And this dance is very goofy and weird and awkward. Yes. And he declines her invitation to go out on the lake and hang out because he's got plans with his frat bros. Yeah. Okay, look. When you're 20, he's 21. He's going to get, he's getting ready to go to medical school. He says he's not worried, but I think he should be worried. Dude, that's scary. Mm -hmm. He's got his frat bros in town. He's in Tucson. Hell yeah. Go out and party, man. Like, I don't see a problem here with this. Melody needs to understand. 21-year-old brother is going to party with his frat bros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I would be disappointed, too, if I were looking forward to his visit that much and thought that he was just there to see me. But, yeah, what else? He'll be right back. It's just an afternoon trip. Yeah. He'll come back. Then we cut to a scene with the boys in the boys' bunk going through clothes. And I think it is so gross that Jake says... That clothes are fine to wear unless they're moldy. <laughs> that's, I think that's a horrible, horrible plan. A very low bar. Yeah. So I don't have captions on this, but is this where are they lamenting the fact that Buddy wants to live with them? And then they're like, wait, we've been thinking about this all wrong. We get Buddy to do whatever we want. Yeah. And then they say we could have our own slave. Yeah. It's really gross. It's super gross. And I was thinking maybe that's why you can't find this episode on iTunes. Hmm. Hmm. There is something else um, that happens in this scene. Um, Billy comes in and asks the boys if they want to go to the bar. Yeah. And the boys are so grossed out by the idea of alcohol. Again, a point where I would be like, hell yeah, Billy, let's go. Yeah. I'm a 16-year-old boy living on a dude ranch away from home. Let's do it. (laughs) I would be so game. I was pissed at the brother for not inviting Melody to go Mm -hmm. hang out. Like, I can see he's probably being overprotective and also keeping secrets. Yeah, it'll make sense in a bit why he probably didn't want Melody to go or no. But yeah, Mm -hmm. or ask Brad. Right. But it's brewskis with the bros. And I don't think I want to skip over the part where Danny tells a story about a friend of his who's an alcoholic young Mm. man who he speaks about in the past tense only and uh, makes he, he makes a point to mention that this is a Native American friend of his. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to skip over that either. And in fact, I did a little reading. Yeah. First of all. Okay. Danny says that he didn't want to be, quote, another Indian with a drinking problem. Yeah. I don't think I am the person who should be saying how, if this is okay or not, right? Like, Mm -hmm. is that an okay thing to put in this episode? I'm not sure. There's been a persistent myth of this predisposition that indigenous people have to alcoholism and there's no research to back that up so this like trope of uh an alcoholic indian is 
pretty harmful. And and even folks, indigenous people who do struggle with alcohol, it can harm their recovery because they believe it's outside of their locus of control, right? And in fact, there's a University of Arizona study in 2016 that says Native Americans actually in this study were reportedly more likely to abstain from alcohol and they binge drink at the same rates as white people. But I think when I think back on this episode, I remember this episode from a kid. I think I did learn here about that history mm-hmm. of Native American people and alcohol from this show. Yeah, I think it's important to point out that alcoholism was not a part of indigenous cultures in the Americas. Alcohol was used not in the way colonists came over and would use alcohol to get folks drunk and, quote, make deals with them. Mm -hmm. And it was a real abuse of power. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of nasty stuff that came with uh, whiskey and vodka and Western European alcohols. Yeah. And it's really hard to decouple systemic racism and a lot of things that that happen in groups that have, you know, lower socioeconomic status or different levels of social mobility and, you know, drugs or alcohol. And I just, I don't really know even what to say, aside from the fact that, like, I don't think that, and again, I'm not the person to say whether this was okay or not for the show to say this, to put this in the script. It was Mm -hmm. brief mention, but it was to explain Danny's position so vehemently against people Mm -hmm. drinking and not wanting to drink himself. But Jake didn't want to drink either. Jake didn't want to kill his brain cells. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it probably did perpetuate some problematic stereotypes that still exist that I think a lot of us were told. Yeah, this cultural osmosis of giving that kind of information to children without any context mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah it was an interesting choice i definitely feel like this is where i learned about that yeah history of alcoholism and and indigenous groups was from this episode yeah i think that's i think i was just surprised by the bluntness mm-hmm. and lack of sensitivity around the subject which mm-hmm. is par for the course for 1990 yeah this whole episode was pretty blunt though in mm-hmm. all possible ways there especially if they didn't give a warning ahead of time but that, that's yeah. surprising to me that or that this one didn't end with a, if you're experiencing right they did make a kind of a plug for aa and al-anon in it but mm-hmm. it was uh, yeah so those are the reasons why these two teenage boys don't want to go get drunk with Billy in the middle of the day. Yeah. And he they they say Billy's already drunk. Um he already had alcohol on his breath and they're just they're unimpressed. Then we find Melody waiting and waiting and waiting for her brother and he arrives all stumbly and coughing. And she's like, WTF. And he's injured too, right? Yeah. she. He drops his keys and she sees that he's got a skinned knee. Yeah. And he's just, he's acting pretty sloppy. 
I can we talk though? So you aren't able to see you're watching this on a very grainy thing because it's not. And I don't have captions, so I'm really struggling to follow along. Well, the important thing is he's wearing a salmon pink shirt that has like denim stripes, denim mm. vertical stripes. Ooh. I am pretty into it. Do you have an opinion on the shirt? Um, let me see if I can see it a little bit better. This is the other thing that comes with this is that they also like zoomed in on the screen. So I like his head's cut oh. off in a lot of the scenes. <laughs> so I can't Boy. see any stripes. I can only see the collar. So well, I have not an opinion. The boys come up after Melody lets her brother in and they want to see if he wants approximately 30 towels. <laughs> <laughs> and and Melody covers for him, covers for Billy, saying he's just jet lagged, even though he drove. Yeah. Danny and Jake are like, this is awkward. We got to go. Yeah. And I, if I wrote down, like, I don't want to speak for anyone in an in indigenous community to say if the way that Danny brought up the issue with alcohol was okay or not. I do like the discussion that Danny, I think he handles the conversation well and being like even still he drove Mm -hmm. i remember shows like this that always like drove home to me it was like okay well if you're gonna drink you just can't drive Mm -hmm. and i think that was a good thing to put in here because if nothing else like kids could walk away thinking don't drive just don't drive yeah just don't drive seriously still to this day people just Mm -hmm. don't drive you don't gotta drive you don't have to. Not today with Uber and all these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more you know. And then Buddy and Mr. Ernst come up and Buddy is like, plumbing is life. I live to plumb. <laughs> and they're going to go ahead and repair this toilet in Billy's room. Because Billy needs to go like sleep it off. Is that the reason? Yeah, Billy, uh, he was going to go out to dinner with Melody, but he needs to, he needs a nap. That's what I was going to say. Don't you think he yeah. should eat? He should eat instead. He should have gone out to dinner. He would uh-huh. be feeling a lot better. Right. Soak up some of that booze with some pasta. And also, I think it is very rude of Mr. Ernst and Buddy to barge in on his nap to fix his toilet. Yeah. It is. I didn't follow that storyline a whole lot. It's fine. Melody, though, does, right? She convinces Billy to stop drinking and hang out with me for the next couple of days, right? Well, the what happens next is Buddy and Mr. Ernst uh, really foul up the toilet again and um, Billy has to leave, move rooms, so they're taking his bags and oh. alcohol breaks all over the sidewalk. That's right. A melody covers for him again, saying this was just a gift we were going to give uncle. <laughs> I can't tell if it's because of where I'm watching it, like this site, or if they did a lot of close-ups on their faces in this one. Not particularly. Oh, man. It is so zoomed in. And I guess there are a few real. This is not the way to be watching this. And then, like, her head gets cut off. Yeah. Like, that's the top yeah. of it. You can't see your whole head. All right. But, that, yeah, I feel like they do a lot of close-up facials 
jobs yeah. in here. I think so. And I do make a note that Melody gives great face in this episode. She does. I actually made that same note. So after they clean it up and Melody covers, she does get to have a conversation with Billy, right? Just the two of them. And that's where Mm -hmm. it comes out that like he's acting just like dad. Yeah. And dad has an alcohol problem or had an alcohol problem and how hard that was on the family. Like a lot of stuff came out in this one, like all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody's really scared and upset. Yeah. Is this also where she says that she's has to be just like mom and cover for him? I think this is where she says that. Yeah. Okay. So we know her parents end up getting divorced. So I think this mm-hmm. kind of gives us a little richer history into Melody. But they hug it out and he's like, okay, I'll play water canoe polo with you mm-hmm. the next day. And they do. And it looks fun. Yeah. It does look fun. Uh, Sly and Puckett are some of their names. And Irv and Lunchmeat are the other two. Mm-hmm. I thought that was nice. That is nice. Good. Good rowboat polo nicknames so the break's over time to go back to work and brad is very scarce in this episode i feel like i wanted to see more more of her and melody like Mm -hmm. being friends about it yeah for sure for sure because i think the melody could we could have shown melody reaching out for some support Mm -hmm. but that's not what we did in the 90s no we did not (laughs) we kept our secrets tight (laughs) And then Bill bails on her again, right? He's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I was just going to go see a movie. So, you know, I'll catch up with you later. She was so excited for him to come to town. And now he just keeps Mm -hmm. leaving. And he's always like, don't you trust me? Mm -hmm. Which is pretty gross. I hate that. Mm -hmm. So he goes off and then the rest of the gang is in the lodge at night. Mm-hmm. And this is where we learn that Buddy is 13 and not in the mood to play baby games like Twister. And then is it Brad who says like it's hard to be treated like an adult at 13 or something? Mm-hmm. Something that like that. Hard. You want to be yeah. treated like an adult. but mm-hmm. Poor guy. But uh, then the police call. The police. David Brisbane does a really nice job acting here. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really does. And I'm really enjoying his shirt, which is green with um, a khaki like bib. And it has embroidered on it two bucking broncos on either uh, side of his chest. I can't see any of that. I'm so sorry. We learn that Billy's gotten in an accident. Mm-hmm. And he like looks up at Melody while he's talking to the police. And it's it's really good acting. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said, the faces on Melody are very good in this one. The teens are quietly looking concerned behind, but Melody is, she knows what's up. She can kind of tell right away what the problem is here. Mm -hmm. And is this, Mr. Ernst says that he is like in a holding cell, basically under suspicion of drunk driving. Yeah. I didn't know, like, I just thought like they did a breathalyzer and you're drunk or you're not. I don't know. It was suspicion of it. I wonder how technology was in 1990. I wonder that, too. I was going to look it up, and I didn't. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know if they had a breathalyzer Mm -hmm. technology or if they were just walking the yellow line, you know? And Melody's like, no, I'm not going to bail him out. Good for her. done. Yeah. And she 
runs off into the night. I'm glad for her. I think sometimes that's the only thing you can do is say, nope, you got yourself in this pickle, get yourself out of it. But Mr. Ernst doesn't quite feel the same way and literally goes and bails him out. Yeah. And then the next day, her brother has the audacity to be mad at her about it. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. He comes up to say bye and... He does say, I'm sorry, and he's ashamed of himself. But then he's like, I really needed you in the one moment. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I've been there for you for all of your moments, dude. Mm -hmm. Covering for your butt. Covering for your butt. Mm -hmm. They do have a good talk, though, eventually here. Yeah. She explains how, you know, you know how much this hurt us when dad was an alcoholic and what that did to the family. And mm-hmm. I'm just worried. I'm worried about you. And how can you do this? You know, I'm not like dad. Yes, you are. Yeah. Then he kind of breaks down and admits like things aren't going so good. Mm-hmm. Allison broke up with me because of my alcohol problem. I don't have a license now. And I don't know how I'm going to tell dad. Pretty big stuff in this one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This it got huge. Yeah, they're like, starting to talk about Al-Anon and mm-hmm. what kind of help is out there for him. Mm-hmm. It's not a fun episode at all at this point, this Mm-mm. part. But how for the kids who this is relatable for, how big a deal is this? Though? Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. like, definitely had a couple of friends whose parents dealt with similar problems and this it would have been nice to see on tv not fun not fun to see on tv but nice Uh, representation matters Mm -hmm. definitely a heavy one though and i really do wonder like did it come with some sort of very special episode disclaimer because it's gonna be pretty upsetting for kids who are going through this with parents yeah i imagine this would have me pretty messed up if i were a kid and like not yeah the intended age group mm-hmm. what an eight-year-old mm-hmm. is looking at this and probably doesn't have much context about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it's fine well it ends with i love you mm-hmm. and so that's nice it is nice and they say goodbye do you have any good jokes or anything to make this one funny well, first we have to get to the part where Buddy um, is moving out and doesn't want his blankie anymore and Mr. Ernst is sad and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> that would make me very sad. <laughs> I would hate that. And I'm sure it's coming for me one day here in the not too distant future, but... You got a good 13 years. No, I don't. Until he doesn't want to be around me all the time with his blankie. Oh, well, until he moves out. Oh. Yeah. yeah. With any luck. <laughs> no, he can stay here as long as he wants. I have no jokes. I don't either. I don't even know what to say where Joe Torres is. Oh, my gosh. I mean, the thing that people do say, literally say, is that Joe Torres is at a bar <laughs> in Tucson. <laughs> which does not seem like a funny thing to say now. But he Mm -mm. does apparently play pool, as we've discussed previously. Mm -hmm. Do I think that's where Joe Torres is? No. But I don't know where he is. 
You know, I bet wherever he is, he's a good friend. Yeah. I think that's that's nice, Jess. Also, <laughs> he could could have just had a busted toilet. Mm, I mean, we do know about Danny's <laughs> toilet problems. Yeah, he overfloods things. And you know what? If you have a busted toilet and you have a 13-year-old fix it, you might just make your problem worse. He could just be yeah. float, floating around in his bathroom. Yeah, you never know. Mm-hmm. What do you give this one in terms of horseshoes? Yeah, that's the system. Mm-hmm. Huh. I I I am tempted to rate it both high and low at that's the same time. Exactly. And how that's I feel. impossible. So that's, I guess mm-hmm. that just gives it a five. That's what I that's that's exactly right. That's the correct answer. I'm giving it five for the exact same reason. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of it as a seven or eight year old. Probably wouldn't have thought this one was fun, but I do remember it. Mm-hmm. So Impactful. there you have the high and the low, mm-hmm. right? And now as a grown woman, I found it a little bit boring, but also mm-hmm. appreciate the message for kids. And then there was also some stuff that shouldn't have been said, probably some sort of racist things and things that were gross. So that knocks yeah. it down a little bit, too, obviously. Mm-hmm. But we learned some good trivia about Melody. Mm-hmm. Like her nickname is Tweety Bird. Mm-hmm. Not Sweetie. Mm-mm. Or Sweetie Bird. No, that would be a really weird name. Anything else interesting or fun or funny about this? Mr. Ernst's shirt game at the end scene is really fine, too. He's wearing a baby blue shirt and he's getting into this like bib style thing Mm -hmm. that's like either less or more traditional western wear i'm not entirely certain um but this one has a beautiful embroidered pony like right smack dab in the middle of his chest nice he looks good in baby blue he does it's not baby blue on my screen it's like all muted just (laughs) i am so curious why this was available on paramount but not on iTunes. Yeah, me too. That's a great question. But I will have you know that I did something today. What? I ordered <laughs> the box set off of eBay oh, so yeah. that we can watch season four, episode one. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, and maybe on the box set, we'll be able to see whether there was a warning before or after this episode. Oh, wait, do you have the box set of all seasons? Yeah, I went for it. <gasps> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Christine Taylor has that same box set, I think. And I think uh, oh Ben Stiller gosh. gave it to her. I did. It didn't say on it whether or not there were going to be extra bonus features. I hope so. But oh my gosh, I really am hoping for some Boko. I'm sorry for saying Boko. <laughs> Will you forgive me, please? Mm, Yeah, I guess so. I will. What choice do I have? Well, well, that's an episode. It was a very special episode. Not a lot of laughs, but who directed this one? Uh, Fred. Fred's a serious one. It's impossible to say anymore. It is. I probably forgot. This episode was indeed directed by Frederick King Keller. Mm -hmm. Judy Spencer's written a lot of them lately. Yeah, she did a total of 10 episodes for the show. Hmm. All right, Judy. 
I think you can do episodes like this when they aren't lumped together. And the last one we had Killer Ernst, which was so goofy and ridiculous that I think it probably worked okay. This season has had kind of some serious ones, but they've been, there's been a balance. There's been some real goofy ones too. Mm-hmm. So, but I think. I hear people saying all over the place that this is their favorite season. It's a good one. I like this one. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we love Jake. He was a good infusion. I, looking through episode titles and yeah, there were some good ones. Superstition, I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. Let me see what's coming up though for us in season four. We only have two episodes left of season three. Is that right? I do believe that's how the math goes. The next one's going to be a buddy episode, I think. Another one? Yeah. Bad Seed, is that it? Yeah, we've got Bad Seed and then Stick Around. Mm-hmm. Oh, Stick Around. The last episode of the season is one where we get another new cast member in Kyle. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Uh, Well, let's tell people how to find us. You can find us at... Yay Dudecast on Instagram, and you can email yaydudecast at gmail.com. Uh, we love reviews. And you know what I was thinking? Like, I don't think we've ever said, I don't think we've ever asked our listeners, hey, what if what if you told a friend about us? Oh, I know, right? That would be yeah. really great. Yeah. It would be so cool. They don't have to watch the show. They can just listen. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't give a shout out yet to Jason, who emailed us. Uh, a while ago, and I'm sorry that we haven't gotten back to you. We're so bad at email. Yeah. Anyway, he has um came across the Nickelodeon Studios opening day celebration from June seventh, nineteen ninety, uh, which is a wonderful time capsule, complete with commercials. Most most importantly, there's some Hey Dude fun to be had. Skip ahead to thirty two minutes thirty seconds for some Christine Taylor and Kelly Brown goodness. They reappear every so often for short interviews and to introduce segments. So skip through to keep watching some of the wonderfully awkward live moments. Yay. Yeah. So I'm going to check that out. It's uh, it's on YouTube and we have a link to it. That looks fun. Yeah. Nickelodeon Studios opening day celebration from 1990. It's from <laughs> Ar- Archive on YouTube. Archive.org. I love Archive.org. It's my favorite. It does have good commercials. That is great. Oh my god, look at him. Oh, this Oops. is cute. Yeah. I will I will definitely be watching this. How fun. <laughs> A cool hat, Christine. Thank you so much, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Um, we're excited about your book. I know. I was just gonna say he's doing an uh, he's got an upcoming book and doing some research on Nickelodeon. Oh my gosh. They are so cute. They're adorable. I have to take out the trash. Tomorrow's trash day. Okay. Okay. I love you so much. I love you too. Hooray. The internet worked the whole time. I know. That was really good. It worked out really well. (laughs) Okay. I love you. Sleep good. Um, You too. Talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Bye for now.